Hmm. I think that looks okay. I don't know. I guess. It's kind of chill. Welcome to the low-key podcast where all and any feelings are welcome here because I have a lot of them, if not all of them. And if you are here, odds are you do too. So let's get into it, shall we? I'm drinking some coffee. I don't know if you can hear. I'm also um I'm also recording this podcast on video for the first time. Hi, it's me in the middle of my own podcast. I forgot that I didn't tell you where you can watch the video. So if you want to watch the video, you can just watch it on my personal YouTube channel. Just search my name, Jessica Dutra. If you can't find it, there's like a link in my Instagram bio or whatever. I just do it if you want to watch. I was having some coffee and I was like, if I record the video and if you feel like actually watching it instead of just like listening to it in your car or however you enjoy your podcast and if you're like drinking coffee then I guess it would kind of feel like we're actually sitting down and having a conversation together drinking coffee so I thought that'd be kind of cute so if you're doing that with me cheers so I wanted to share my COVID holiday trauma extravaganza with you now that we are back into the swing of things. I think this whole like holiday trip was like all over the place and so much has happened and it was kind of a nightmare and also the best thing on the planet. And I feel like a really huge growing experience for myself, for a garage boy and then us together And then him getting COVID and not being able to go to work, blah, blah, blah. Like a bunch of shit has happened. And today, January 11th, is the second day we've been back in studio. All last week, we had to record and broadcast from home, which I hate. I honestly hate it. Some people in the industry love it. Some people thrive in that environment. Some people literally like that is their show from home. And like, if that's you or if you enjoy, you know, watching or listening to people who do that, I think that they're amazing. I'm just not built for it, at least not right now. Or maybe like at a necessity, if that's something I had to do, I would definitely do it. But I prefer getting up, getting dressed, driving to work. Like it almost click something into my brain that it's like work working and like work mode kind of thing. Because if I'm just at home, I, I get so distracted and, you know, I will give Kramer credit for kind of like keeping me on track because like I just like, I feel like I turn into like a 12 year old that is just not like, I'm just like, I don't, what the fuck? Like, I don't want to do this shit. It's the same thing when I was in college, like I couldn't do any schoolwork at my house or in my bedroom, on my bed, I had to do all assignments, all homework in the library, on campus, in a Starbucks, in a coffee shop, something. Because if I went home, I'd start falling asleep and I don't even take naps. Like that's just how I am. So it's been a shit show. But before we get into the shit show, I just kind of like talk to you about what's been going on. And before we even before like our holiday break started, Garage Boy and I actually went to New York City during Christmas time and saw the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. It was one of the most magical, insane experiences of my entire life. I've been to New York City a couple of times. New York alone is such an unreal thing. Like it's such an unreal thing. If you were listening and you're from the East Coast, it's probably like a more 
tangible concept to you because you're like, oh yeah, I mean, it's New York City. It's it's the city, right? For my West Coast people, the city is like San Francisco. Growing up in California, I never thought I would go to New York City. It's just It just felt like so far away and not attainable to me, I guess. And then to have New York City during Christmas time is just on some other level. NYC during Christmas time and all the movies that you see it, it's it's everything. It's literally, it's everything that you need it to be and more than you would even imagine. And for me, the reason why it was so important to me to go to New York City during Christmas time was this is our second Christmas in Baltimore. The first time it was like, it was everything was shut down here. So really we're kind of experiencing seasons and holidays for the very first time. So it's not something we could do last year. And this year, because with the show, we don't know how long we're going to be here. That's definitely going to be, be determined this year. I was like, if I don't experience New York City in Christmas time, and like this was my only opportunity. I'm literally, I'm, I might have a breakdown. Like I will be pissed. <laughs> my actual words to garage boy where I will literally be pissed and I'll never forgive myself. And I'll really like, I'll just be angry. And I don't want to do that to me. I don't want to do that to you. So I just feel like we need to make this happen. And he was totally down to this is, it was an experience that he run, he wanted to have for sure. That's what we decided to do for our Christmas presents. Instead of getting each other gifts, we wanted to kind of both go in on this experience that him and I, could have together. So there were three things that were on our New York City list that needed to be checked off. Three objectives. One was the friend's experience. Two was seeing Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man movie. And three was seeing Rockefeller Center in its entirety. The friend's experience, Kramer got that, got those tickets for me for my birthday and we weren't able to go earlier in the year. And so that was the first thing that we did. If you're a Friends fan, it's literally like Disneyland for Friends. Like that's the best way I can describe it. For me, I didn't really watch kids shows that much. Like as like super, super young. I think it's probably has to deal with like my parents were kind of the first ones to have kids. So I was watching like Seinfeld and Friends and Frasier and shit. And so that's what I was into. And Friends was like my Barney. Like I hate Barney. Barney terrifies me. I was watching Friends. So I've been such a huge fan of it ever since I was little. So going there and just seeing like the outfits and the scenes and like the Monica's kitchen and Chandler and Joey's apartment. And it's just, it's, it's so fucking cool. And I know there's like different experiences throughout the country, but the New York City, obviously, because the show's in New York, they have like extra shit there and like scripts and signed things and like the wallets for all the characters and just like how all the details that goes into dress each of the characters and why each of them were wearing what they were wearing in the very first episode and like the color schemes and like it was insane. I didn't like I belonged like I, I the minute we stepped into that the experience I was like this this is where I'm meant to be. Like I, it was insane. I posted some stuff on Instagram and a friend of mine commented on one of the pictures. Like I look like I had been waiting my entire life to sit there and I and it's true I did. So that was insane to me. That was like a really Honestly, probably a life-changing moment. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, it totally was. Like, I was just... I could cry. So we do that, you know, the first couple of hours we get there. And we drive there, by the way. We drove. We drove to New York City. What the fuck? It's like three hours from where I live. And it was fucking weird. Like, you're driving and you see it and you're like... And then you're like, 
in your car and then your car is in New York City. Like it was just, I, I can't. And you think you're like, when you go to those types of places, like, oh, I could never drive here. I could never drive here. Bitch, if you got to drive there, you fucking drive there and you become acclimated to your environment and you just make it work. I am so proud of Garage Boy. Like he fucking, he did that shit like a champ and he was like, like fucking whoop-de-whooped all around up in the street. So that was really cool. So that was number one. Number two was seeing Spider-Man in New York. That was Garage Boys thing. I definitely wanted to see Spider-Man. I'm into all like the superhero Marvel, DC, whatever movies. I'm not like a super mega nerd in the sense where I know all the storylines and all the information and shit, but I'm definitely a nerd in the sense where I just love it and I'm super into it. And I think it's just because my dad and my uncles are all into that kind of stuff. And growing up, anytime like a movie would come out, whether it's like superheroes, like X-Men or whatever, my dad would always want to go see the first showing at midnight and I would always go with him. So I've always like done that with him. And so growing up, like I'm super into that shit. And I really wanted to see this movie, but I'm so happy that like Garage wanted to do this because for him, he's like, I need to see this movie in New York because Spider-Man is in New York and I need to see this movie there. And you're like, hell, I was like, of course, like we can totally do that. And I was down because that's something that he wanted to do. But like, it was so fucking crazy and near people probably i wonder if they're just so desensitized to this because all movies are in new york you know or maybe even la people feel the same way but how do you feel always seeing your home on the big screen in every fucking movie of all time you know because it was weird watching the movie and then spider-man's like 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 shooting webs in between buildings and then you walk outside and then you see the fucking building and low-key spoiler alert at the end it's like all of a sudden christmas time and he's like swinging back and forth in front of the rockefeller center christmas tree and i was like oh my god we're gonna see that tonight like like you know what i mean and so watching the movie and then walking outside and being like oh my god like that's the chrysler building that he was just sitting on top of like it was really really cool so that was super dope And then number three, obviously, the Christmas tree. It was extra, extra special because the Christmas tree is was from Maryland this year for the very first time ever. What are the odds? That was also another excuse to me. I was like, I need to see this tree. It's like from fucking Cecil County. Like, I need to see this tree. And it's weird. It's weird. It what's crazy is when you when I was there, for some reason, like the Christmas song, like, it's the most wonderful time. Just because I feel like I've seen that song associated with different scenes of this situation and all bunch of movies. It's just like playing in your head and people are ice skating like they're supposed to be. And like, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And it was so fucking cool. So New York was the shit. And then the following weekend, we were going to Alaska. So I spent Christmas with Garage Boy in Juneau, Alaska with his mom and his mom's side of the family. This is the first time I have not spent Christmas at home ever in my life. In my 28 years on this planet, every single Christmas I've spent with my family And so this was like my turn to be out of my comfort zone. You know, Garage Boy only fucking moved across the country. NBD, here I am crying my eyes out about missing fucking Christmas with my Nana, you know, but I don't care. I was sad. So I was really excited and sad at the same time. Like those feelings I was feeling to the utmost like capacity at the same time so much. So I felt like I was going to burst at one point, but I was so excited and I was scared, though, just because I've never experienced 
cold like that before. And I didn't know how my body legit was going to react. Like, how is my body going to react to the cold? I don't think I'm made for the cold. I don't think I ever was made for the cold. So that was my biggest fear was like, what was going to happen to me? But (laughs) everything went well. And it was a really cool experience. Juno is like this small town. Everybody knows each other. They don't have a Walmart. They don't have a Target. They have a Fred Meyer. And the Fred Meyer is like, I'd say, I'd say it's like Safeway and Kohl's combined. That's their thing. And like, that's it. So that was pretty bizarre. But what's super sick is like everything else that's in that small town is like all local people, like all the restaurants and the shops and everything. It's just local. And that's one thing about Juno is like they support local business, which I thought was so, so dope. But it's tiny. Like there's nothing there, which was refreshing because you literally feel like you're just like completely isolated from the rest of the universe because it's so different. And it looks like Whoville. Like of how much snow and, you know, like in the Grinch, like all the hills and how like everything is all swirly and the clouds and the sky, like that's what it fucking looks like. It's kind of insane. I would find, I would catch myself staring off into the distance really, really hard because I like my eyes couldn't even register like the amount of like trees and snow that was there. And it's just like, the ultimate winter wonderland because you're just surrounded by Christmas trees and there's snow on them. And it's like mountains and mountains of snow. It was crazy. The coldest it got there that I experienced was zero degrees. Yeah, zero. So there was that. There was one point where I literally thought that my nose was going to fall off my face. And I promise you, I'm not being dramatic. Like I literally thought my nose was going to fall off. I was talking slow because my like my the middle area of my face got so like cold that moving my mouth was like slower like so there was that oh my god so i had to get new shoes because the boots that i were wearing that i was wearing was like i could not feel my toes anymore and so his mom took us to like one of her favorite shoe shops and they were like these boots and they're insulated or whatever, whatever. And I was like, honestly, if I'm about to be here for like 10 days, like I think I I need to just like bite the bullet, spend the money and wear these shoes. Otherwise I'm going to be miserable. Like, and I cannot be miserable, you know? And so I got these shoes and I try them on and like, I'm walking in the store and like, it's totally fine. I think they fit. I'm walking around. This is like a super cute, small boutique. And then garage boys getting shoes. And then like the lady's like, Oh my God, I want to take a picture of you guys. Like, can I please take, so I'm all hype. I'm all hype off, like trying to take pictures for this girl for social media, like making friends, whatever. So we start walking around and then I, like my foot kind of gets uncomfortable. And I'm like, that's so weird. Like what's happening? Bitch, I, my toes, my feet were literally numb. My feet were literally numb. So when I finally had on proper shoes, I could start, I started to get the feeling back into my foot. And then I realized these shoes don't fit. I need to get a bigger size. Are you kidding me? So I go back. Thank God she was so nice. And I was like, honestly, I think I blacked out. Like I really like these shoes. They're like, they're really expensive. I've never spent that much money on shoes. I was like, so happy to meet you taking pictures for you. Like, I didn't know that I couldn't feel my feet. Like, is there any way I can get a half size bigger? And she's like, totally. And I'm like, okay, so there's that. 
That was so much drama. I was so afraid because I was like, I will die if I spent this much money on shoes and then I have to, and then I just, I can't even wear them. Like I'll literally die. So yeah, I don't really like, I don't shop that much. I don't like buy new shit like that. So I was like having an anxiety attack. And also I was like, oh my God, I literally couldn't feel my feet all day. Like, are they blue? Like what's happening to me? You know, now spending all that time with Garage Boy's mom and all of his family was beautiful and overwhelming at the same time. So let me explain that. If you don't know, we've mentioned this on, you know, the Kramer and Jess podcast. We've mentioned this on the show. I don't don't know if I've mentioned this here, but my life, something that will occur in my life is that Garage Boy's mom will live with us when after, you know, we're married and I have my first child. So when I, so it's like, I'm, you know, I get pregnant and then like, I'm sure she's, you know, then I'm sure that's when that's going to happen. Like day one. And typically in like the Filipino culture, like, you know, parents move in with their children and Gerald is an only child and his mom, you know, obviously she's in Alaska with a bunch of family and she loves it there, but also, you know, she's by herself at the end of the day. I mean, she she lives with some family. But yeah, like she had to move in and live with family just so in case like something happens or she falls, like she's with people because her son is in fucking Maryland, you know? So that was something that I learned and got through and accepted and also understand and like welcome. And, but as much as I want to, mm, as much as I understand and accept that as a responsibility it still terrifies me (laughs) and um something like I freak out a little bit about every once in a while when I think about that it's like it's it's a lot and it's and it's kind of scary you know but my thing is like I put myself in his shoes and not even in his shoes like if my if one of my parents, especially if like they were by themselves, if one of my parents had to move in with us, they'd move in with us. Like period. You know? Like without even a question. Also, it's like your parents take care of you your entire life and then you don't want to let them live with you like later on in life. It's actually kind of fucked up if you really think about it. So, you know, it's totally fucked up. But you know, not having my space and also like having to move in. With, I think it would be different too. And I would feel less apprehensive and like anxiety about it if like we lived in the same place because, you know, my relationship with her is just so much from afar. And I'm so thankful for this trip because obviously I met her for the first time last October. That went well, but that was just like a week. You know, I meet her for the first time and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna eventually live. I'm eventually going to live with this person. You know what I mean? And like low key, like, you know, and within the next 10 years for sure. I think that's why it's like, my life is in a such such a different place where it's like marriage and having kids felt so far away for the longest time. And now that's just kind of like there, you know, you know what I mean? Being with her, all I was thinking about was like, so this is what this is going to be like. Like all the three, it was just the three of us. And I was like, this is like, this is it. Like, this is interesting. Okay. So this is how she is this way. This is how she is this way. Okay. 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 You know, and it's hard. It was, it's also different because I've, I've been out of the house since I was like 18 years old. And I lived with my aunt and my uncle for a few years. And then I was out just like couch hopping, room hopping, sharing rooms, just like been on my own. My last nine months in San Diego, I lived with my family. And that was even, you know, that 
was even hard because I spent the majority of my time in San Diego. I was there for like nine years living on my own, moving back into a home with family. Living with your family or living with family is different than when you're not. I think we all know that, you know, even being at the house like that, it was different. And also because it's not my mom, you know, and I don't know her very well. So I'm just kind of like learning about her. And some of it was like weird just because it's just unknown to me. And then there was also a feeling of like this fits and like, she's just my family already. I just feel that way about her. And so it was cool. It was just like, I was like freaking out and also really thankful. One of the most important things to me is having a relationship with my significant other's family and feeling like their family is my family and feeling like I fit with them. And I didn't feel that way in my last relationship. And that relationship was a long time. And to feel that way as long as I did and to feel like the black sheep almost every time wears you down. And so being with his mom and his family, obviously it's awkward just because you don't, you know, this is the first time I'm spending time with them. But I also felt like I fit and they fit with me and I fit with them. And like eventually we got used to each other and it was fun and I loved it. So. That was really, really special and cool. So there was that, you know, that's all rainbows and butterflies. And now we get to getting stranded. So how it works with Alaska is there's no like direct flights from Alaska to where you are. I couldn't, we can't just fly from Maryland to Alaska and Alaska back to Maryland. You always have to stop in Seattle. And then you go from Seattle to Juneau. Now there was like this huge snowstorm in Seattle that canceled thousands of flights for towards the end of that kind of like Christmas week. So days before our flight took off, those flights got canceled. And then now it comes to like when we're actually supposed to go and our flight gets delayed and then it gets canceled. So we were supposed to leave. We got there on December 22nd and we were supposed to leave December 28th, fly from Juneau to Seattle, spend the night there, but leave really early the next morning and get back to Maryland by Wednesday afternoon on the 29th. And then we plan on spending New Year's Eve with my family in Virginia. And I was really, really looking forward to that. I miss them. And I just, I wanted to be around some of my family for the holidays. And we get to the airport on Tuesday and they're like, so we can get you to Seattle, but you won't be able to leave Seattle. And we don't know when you can leave Seattle. And we're like, oh, okay. (laughs) You know, like, and it honestly felt like a scene in a movie because little like slowly little by little by little the airport started to feel chaotic and like antsy and and like stressed because everyone was literally in the same position as us trying to get home so we were like what should we do do we stay in alaska and like hope for the best or do we just go to seattle so we thought it would make most sense to go to seattle because it's better to get stuck there than alaska because we at least knew that we could get to maryland from seattle right And I feel like in this moment, like this was a huge, huge learning experience for Garage Boy and I. I feel like a huge test in like any relationship is can you travel together and not and, you know, we were in a long distance relationship for eight months going back and forth from Stockton, California to San Diego, California, making an eight hour drive or taking a one hour and 45 minute flight 
to one another. That's cool, but that's not shit. You got like it compared to like an actual issue, like a traveling issue when like you're stranded and you're stuck and like, what the fuck are you going to do? You know? And so all of these things were going on and like, we were trying to find flights and flights were getting canceled in the amount of time that the woman that was helping us was trying to figure out our plan, but like one flight would be canceled and then we would lose the seats that we had on other flights. Right. And so when it came down to the decision of, do you want to stay in Alaska or do we go to Seattle and just figure the fuck out and hope for the best? I feel like in any other situation I might have, no, I probably totally would have like freaked the fuck out. But with garage boy, he being like, the complete polar opposite of me, but then also the same as me in so many different kinds of kinds of ways, which is like super bizarre. But when it comes to like energy and temperament, completely opposite. And I think to have him be so like chill and composed and calm, like, why would I freak the fuck out? You know, like what one, I was just like, I would look stupid. I'd feel stupid, but like, what's the point of freaking out when you don't have control over the situation? And I'm just like, what do you want to do? And he's just like, "Mm, we can just go to Seattle probably makes more sense. And then we'll just figure it out from there. And I'm just like, okay. So, you know, and I think that just set the tone of our situation. And we went to Seattle, couldn't leave for two days. The first day was cool. It's also like snowing and slushy. So we go from like this gorgeous winter wonderland, Juneau, you know, Alaska, to this like nasty ass, gross, dirty, slushy, crazy Seattle where like no one knows what to do in the snow. No one knows how to handle the snow. It was fucking insane. But I've never gone to Seattle. The only thing I knew about Seattle was the very first Starbucks location was there. So that's like the first thing that we do. I'm so excited. Bitch, tell me why I left my phone in an Uber. Me out of all people, me out of all people, I literally left my phone on Uber. Loki kind of proud of myself because it means I'm doing better at detaching myself from my phone, which is something I've been working on. But then also I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So the first day that we're there, we take an Uber and our hotel is like 30 minutes away from like this, all where all like the main stuff is. So we get out of the car and we stand in this long ass line to get into to the Starbucks store. It's like Disneyland in there. It's like, like there's a lady at the front. She's like, thank you so much for being here. Starbucks is so happy that you're here. Like, you know, all this kind of stuff. It's like so cute. And I'm all, I'm freaking out. Like I'm, I am so, so freaking excited to go into this place. And then I'm like, I need to go take pictures of the front of the area. And I go walk and I go to reach into my pocket and my phone is not there. I'm like, oh, whatever. Let me just go into my purse. And my phone's not in my purse because I left it in the Uber. I go to Garage Boy and I'm like, I don't have my phone. I just left it in the Uber. I'm about to lose my shit. And he's like, hold on. Let me just open the Uber app on my phone and we can locate your phone. I couldn't remember the password to either like my email that I needed. I couldn't, I couldn't remember the password. So I'm like freaking out. He's like remaining completely calm and I'm slowly creeping up the ladder of a mental breakdown. Like little by little by little, I can feel myself like a balloon, like a balloon going in, like a red hot balloon going into the sky. I could feel myself levitating about to have a mental breakdown. And then he would just pull me down and he'd be like, Hold on, hang on, just chill out. Hang on. Like, let's try to log in this way. Let's try to log in this way. Eventually I log in and I get a hold of the guy and then the guy brings back my phone. I thought, what if he had another person in there? What if they steal my phone? Oh my God, what am I going to do? So there was that extravaganza. And then we go to Starbucks. We go to like all these little shops and stuff and it was super cute, super fun, fun time, right? Now the next day, 
the magic is kind of like wearing off and we really just wish that we were home. Our flight wasn't leaving that day until 10.30 p.m. That was the first flight that we could get on. So we go, we check out of our hotel room when we have to and then go to the airport and try to check in our bags. And I think it's like 10 o'clock in the morning and we just have to figure out like, what the fuck are we going to do all day? But whatever. You can't check in your bags until four hours before your flight takes off. I don't know if you know that. I didn't know that. Makes perfect sense. But when you're in that type of situation, kind of sucks because we have four massive bags with us that obviously we there's no way for us to carry around the city. Either we were about to, we needed a place to like keep our bags or we were about to be at the airport all day until we left later that evening. Luckily, we were able to leave a bag at someone's house. Gerald had a friend there. So we left our bags there. It's fucking cold and the snow was like so gross and ugly but it's like it's okay whatever whatever we're fine we're fine keeping it chill we haven't eaten anything at all i think now maybe it's like 2 p.m and now we're back in the city looking for something to eat gerald wanted ramen so i was like whatever live your dreams we can go to ramen find a place we go to the place it's closed Seattle was freaking the fuck out because of the snow. So like a lot of places were not open and operating, whatever. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, let's just go to this place next door. And he's like, no, I found another ramen place. That's like a 10 minute walk. Let's go there. I'm like, okay, fine. We can go. We walk there. It's closed. I was like, okay, let's just go to this random ass place here. And he's like, no, there's another ramen place open. Let's just go there. It's like 10 minutes away. So we're all, we're walking there. I'm like, you should probably call so we're not in the situation again. He calls. They don't fucking answer. And he's like, we should still go. We pass a ramen place on the way to there. And I was like, why don't we go here? And he's like, well, let's just go see if this place is open. Like, let's just, uh, the place is open, whatever, whatever, right? Bitch, we get there and the place is fucking closed. We walk back to the place that we walked past that was open now they're closed. We could have gone there. At this point, it's still raining. It's Now it's like raining, snowy, gross. I'm freezing and I'm starving. I got so mad that I, because I, I was like, I was, I was doing so well. Like I was doing so well. I, I was. I'll say that about myself. I was really keeping it together, you know, but sometimes this, like he'll get stubborn about shit like that. When And I was just like, dude, like right now is not the time. Like we've been so chill about so many things, but that can, we also just have to remember that I'm a ticking time bomb. You know, I'm growing, I'm growing and I'm so much more in control of my emotions than I used to be. But sometimes under the surface, I am probably still a ticking time bomb. So many things have happened to us at this point of like me having to stay chill. We can't like push, push and push and push. Otherwise I'm going to freak out, which is what, what what happened to me. So I was like, I'm I'm not going anymore. I'm not going anywhere else. And we're just going to go to this like random pokey shop here. I was like so angry and hungry that I'm like crying and eating and it was terrible. So there was that. We got through that. That was okay. So other than that little speed bump, it was all right. We fly home finally. Our flight is delayed, of course. We don't even leave until like 11.30 p.m. at night. And then we go from Seattle to Portland, Portland to Texas, and then Texas to Maryland. And then don't get back to Maryland until the following day. Now it's Friday, the 31st, and we finally get back 
to the airport. And I think we landed around like three. All of our luggages are there except one. That one is mine. At that point, we are just like, I, I was expecting one of our luggages to get lost. Like there were so many planes. There were so many like connections, you know, so many airports. Like it, shit was going to hit the fan in some way or sh- shape or another. And um, didn't have my luggage, whatever. We finally get home. I think it's like 4 p.m. And we're so exhausted. It's New Year's Eve. But we were just so tired. And like really, I wasn't like feeling the best, but I just felt like we were exhausted. Now it's Saturday. And we're both feeling like shit, but like, we're just, you know, we just came from zero degree weather. We're like walking around everywhere in Seattle because we just had to keep going to different places because we had nowhere to go. It's fucking freezing there. So we didn't really think too much of it. Now it's Sunday and we were supposed to go to a Ravens Rams game. And (sighs) Gerald was looking forward to this game probably for like a year. Like he was so excited about this game. He won tickets from work. We're supposed to go. There's like our two, our teams playing against each other. You know, we wake up on Sunday and like, I don't feel well at all. But like, I can tell that he is feeling way worse than me. Gerald is like, honestly, he doesn't complain much. And it takes a lot for him to like, one, admit anything that like he feels off in some sort of way. But like, he'll like put up with some shit before he's like, something's wrong, you know? And I could tell he wasn't really feeling well. And he was kind of like, you know, like, oh, I'm good. Like kind of playing around with the idea, you know, if we were still about to go to this game. And I'm like, are you sure? And then he finally admits like, I'm sick and I can't move. And like, I have a fever. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. Like we can't, we can't go to this game. At this point, I'm like, one of us has COVID or we both have COVID. Like we, we have to get tested. It took six hours. It took, I couldn't find at home COVID test kit anywhere. And then it took us six hours to finally be seen at an urgent care. What was super annoying. And I'm just kind of like annoyed with this whole COVID situation when it comes to rapid tests, like low key, they don't even count. So like, why do we even take them? You know, like we took them and then they're like, oh, but you you still need to isolate because one, you have really bad symptoms. And two, like you have to wait to get your PCR test results. And then that'll really tell us if you have COVID or not. So it's like, so if you get a negative rapid test, does that even like mean anything? Like, I don't know. So I think that's super sketchy, but we have to isolate. We ended up broadcasting from home anyways, because Kramer had COVID. Garage Boy ended up having COVID. I did not, but good thing we're isolated just because, I mean, we live in a one bedroom apartment. There's no space in here, you know? So yeah. That's pretty much it. Now we're all better and both of us tested again. We're both negative. We're both now back at work. I feel a lot better just kind of being back into the routine. I didn't realize how much I relied on my normal routine. Like Monday through Friday, I'm working out. I meditate in the morning and I just I just noticed, I think, just being outside of my environment and not being at home and then being back here. And just being completely isolated, I was like getting super like depressed. It was fucking weird, but I feel so much better now. And I'm excited. I'm excited for the new year. One of my biggest priorities in the new year is to really focus on the present and what is in my control, I guess. And that was kind of the vibe I was leaning towards before the new year started. But I think especially with all of our like travel bullshit, it really put that into perspective and how we handle things and all that kind of stuff. Like something that I do, I used to do a lot, a lot, a lot, and I'm a lot better these days, but I still catch myself kind of slipping up here and there is all like obsess over something that has happened. You know, if I'm like that, I'm upset about 
I'll obsess over something that hasn't even happened, but that I'm scared about or something that I have to handle and like go over the scenario in my head over and over and over again on how I want to handle it on like what I'm going to do, all this kind of shit. Same thing with like past events that have happened to me, whether it's, you know, recent past events or past events that were like years ago that will randomly pop up in my head for no reason and make, make me angry again, whatever. So I'll like fixate on this shit. And it always happens before I'm about to go to bed. And I'm thinking, I low-key think I'm like having anxiety attacks kind of like silently. I don't know if that counts as that, but I'll just be in my mind and just be like circles, like running and running and running. And I'll like be freaking out and like give myself hives or something, you know what I mean? And we actually went to mass at a church in Alaska when we were there and the pastor Like, this is something that he talked about. And it really kind of resonated with me with like obsessing over past and future things. When I think you hear this so many times, either you read it somewhere or it's advice or you hear it over and over again, where it's just simply wasted energy. And it is because it's wasted time. Things that have already happened have already happened. So there's no way of changing that. You've been there already and things that haven't happened yet. You're not fucking psychic. That's a raven. There's no way for you to know. There's no way for you to control, you know, even if you do play like a scenario in your head of like how you want to handle something, you don't really know how you're going to handle it because like who knows what kind of state of mind you're going to be in or like who knows the situation, you know, there's so many moving parts. All that you can do is just be present and really go with the flow. And take it day by day. And that I feel will make life more enjoyable. And you'll have more room for gratitude. And that's really where I'm trying to stay, where you're present and you're able to see what's important. And that way, I feel like we'll be more fulfilled that way. So that's really what I want to focus on this year. I think, especially because. I'm trying to, you know, I think I'm trying to mentally prepare myself there. I know that there's a lot of changes coming in my life with work, especially. And, you know, it's our contract year. And whether we stay or we go, that's not something that we know if, you know, what's going to happen yet. And what I want to do is I just want to enjoy myself as much as possible and be thankful for where we are and what we've created and go from there you know, and everything will fall into place. And I know, I, I, I know, I know I've said this before, but you cannot fuck up anything that's meant for you. Now, whether you believe in the universe or you believe in God, I believe in God. And so for me, whatever happens to me will be in his plan and his purpose, you know? So like if one door doesn't open, it means I'm not supposed to go through that door. And if I I may not understand or see the reason right now in this moment, but I'll understand when I finally get through a different one, you know? So that's my focus so far in the beginning of the new year. And that's that. I wish you a happy new year. I hope you're excited for what's to come in your life for all the new things. I hope you make space for all the new things. And if that means you have to let go of some shit, some people, whatever, just to make room for the things that are meant to be in your life. I hope you do that. And I hope you go into this year with an open mind, with an open heart, 
and excitement because it's what you deserve. And that's it. That's it for me today. I don't know if I'm going to record this every time I do low key. We'll see. It's kind of cool. I kind of like it. I feel like we're like talking to each other. So I like that. I already feel like that when I record a podcast, but I feel like if you're, if you watch the video, it's like, we're literally hanging out and I kind of like that. So I love you. You can check out all the pictures and all the crazy videos and stuff. I made a, a 2021 recap video. I think I'm pretty, I'm proud of it. There's like a lot of fun moments in that you can watch if you want to at just do it. J E double S D U I double T. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.